0: Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him
1: up.
0: What a goal!
1: Sensational! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever
2: again. The world is left to wonder. Wide-eyed, thrilled, bemused. How on earth did that happen?
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Goal, the soccer betting podcast. From the Action Network, presented to you by our new sponsor, Bet365, the best sports book in the world, uh, this is our Champions League betting preview. We'll take a look at some outright bets we like, some long shots. We'll go group by group, give out some bets we like, uh, in as many groups as we have, and then uh, we'll wrap this thing up and get back to our normal programming with our Thursday morning show. Uh, looking at the Premier League, etc. A quick overview of the odds to win the Champions League, these are, of course, at Bet 365. Man City, no surprise here, they're the champions, plus 250. Then it goes to PSG, plus 500. Liverpool just behind them, plus 550. Bayern, plus 650. Real Madrid, 9 to 1. Tottenham, 14 to 1. It's a little short. Um, Chelsea, 16 to 1. Barcelona, 20 to 1. Atleti, 28 to 1. Juve, 40 to 1. Inter, 50 to 1. Dortmund, 50 to 1. AC Milan, 66 to 1. IX, 100 to 1. So are Leipzig, Porto, Napoli, Salzburg. They're all 150 to 1. Bayer Leverkusen, 200 to 1. Sevilla, 250 to 1. So are Celtic, Frankfurt, Rangers, Benfica, uh, Marseille, BJ's boys. They're 401. Sporting, Bruges, 501. Then Copenhagen, Shakhtar, Dinamo, Zagreb, uh, Victoria Pleasant out of the Czech Republic, and then Maccabee Haifa out of Israel. Uh, they're all true, true long shots in the quadruple digits. Uh, so, BJ, we just ran through the odds. I think we do have some agreement on one team, all three of us like, for a bet. But what is your favorite outright?
0: I like Barcelona at 20 to 1. I think that's a little high and I think you're getting this price of 20 to 1 because they're in a group of death with Inter and Bayern Munich. I mean, since Xavi took over on November 6th of 2021, Barcelona has about a 1 expected goal differential per 90 minutes. That is only teams that have done better than that since that date are City, Liverpool, Bayern, Inter and PSG. And you have to factor in also that La Liga is clear and away the second most difficult league in Europe. So Very impressive stuff from Xavi. Then you look at what they got in the transfer window. They bring in Robert Lewandowski, who, you know, obviously he's getting older, but last season he was a 1.08 XG per 90-minute striker. Now, you have maybe those numbers will go down a little bit in La Liga versus the Open Bundesliga, but now they have a, a reliable striking option, which they didn't have last year. And, you know, the pieces they also brought in, you know, Put aside whatever's going on with their financials right now, but they bring in Rafinha, they bring in Franck Kessie from AC Milan. They just brought in Jules Kounde to sure up their defense. So this is a really, really good team. And listen, we all know the history with Bayern in in this group. And if they get out of this group, there's no way they're going to be sitting at twenty to one, no matter who they draw in the round of sixteen. You look at how much they've changed under Xavi versus where they were under Komen. Uh, they now lead La Liga in passes per defensive action, high turnovers and pressure success, rate. Right? They turn into a really, really good pressing team. They also have 167 buildup attacks under Xavi. The only teams that have more than that among Europe's top five leagues are City and Real Madrid. And so I like Barcelona at 20 to one. I think it's a really good price for a team that could make a, a big step forward adding Lewandowski. So, and let's be honest, like if they were in Tottenham's position, in that group and how easy that group is, I mean, Barcelona would be 10 to one to win the champions league. So I think you're getting an inflated price, basically betting on them trying to get out of this group. And then, yeah, at 20 to one, I think it's a fantastic price for, you know, essentially a a top six team in the world.
1: Yeah. I I like the price on Barcelona too. I like another team in La Liga. This is a bet I basically make every season.
0: I'm with you you on this one too. 20 20 to
1: one. Yeah, you're always out though. This is how this goes. And then you and then you change your tune as we get towards nope. the knockout stages. Uh, here's their group: Bruges, Porto, Leverkusen. They sh- they're minus three fifty to advance. They should get through that. Remember last year they they took City to the wire. They they lost one nil on aggregate across two legs in an absolute circus uh, at the Wander Metropolitano. At the end there, uh, but that's what they do. They're just a really tough team to knock out in these one off legs. So that's why I like buying them. Um, last three seasons, of course, this is La Liga so it's a much more defensive league but 43 goals against 35.8 expected goals uh, The pre- previous year 25 against uh, on 35.7 expected goals and then the year before that 27 goals against 35 and a half expected goals so this is just a defensive powerhouse under uh, Simeone we know that uh they're just an absolute bear to deal with as we get deeper in the competition and they'll get there uh maybe a little bit of a kinder draw for for Atleti this time around and who knows uh, we'll see them make a little bit of a run Anthony you also like Barcelona so I think all three of us will be in on that one but you have another one for us
2: yeah I took Barcelona this morning you know I think that group is really fascinating of course because of Inter and because of Barca and because of Bayern and and how that plays out and who gets first will have a major impact on the seating right because of how the the draw works if you win your group, you get a much easier, most likely, you get a much easier, and this year, especially, you get a much easier, you know, round of 16 match, and that helps your odds. Uh, but the reality is, you know, BJ mentioned the additions. Uh, in house, Barca has a lot of interesting pieces between Pedri, Gavi, and Fati. I think they have three extremely young, encouraging, profiled midfielders who all could take steps forward this season. Pedri, obviously, we know what he can do. He had that incredible Euros, he looked a little bit he had a couple injury issues last year. He wasn't at his best. And I think a lot of that was fixture pile up. Well, this year he's going to get a full off season. Uh, and I, uh, you know, by the spring post world cup break, I think, you know, he could be back to his normal self. Uh, Fati missed so much time. His, you know, he had so much to this attack and Osmani Dembele is still at the club and looked excellent against Sociedad in their four, one win. And he is another guy who is kind of the post hype breakout candidate, right? he, you know, a lot of people claimed he was the third best player in the world a few years ago. He had so many injury issues. But when he's on the pitch, if he's healthy, I mean, he's a, he's an incredible winger. So I think there's a lot of pieces on this Barca team that that, have, that give them an incredibly high ceiling and a pretty low floor just because of the defensive woes that, that kind of still exist. And then the Chavi system has not necessarily covered those. But I think there's a good chance to, uh, you know, you're getting the floor on, on Barca here. I don't think you're getting the floor on Bayern, but... I'm going to hope that they come in second in the group and then I'm going to buy Bayern because I do think they've looked incredibly impressive in the Bundesliga, whatever you make of their dominance of a weaker league. So be it, but they still made additions with Musiala. Now, you know, as their potential breakout superstar, I think he's going to be one Uh, Mane replacing Lewandowski production. They did upgrade the defense, even though it wasn't evident in the Gladbach match with the, the McConnell mistake. But I, I do think Bayern, Still has an ability to get up to the tier above PSG, above Liverpool. I don't think they're there right now, but I do think that, uh, you know, come second in the group, we get maybe like a 10 to one. I'm going to be interested. So uh, that's my other team that I'm looking to buy in again after we were selling them so hard, you know, the last couple of years with, with uh, you know, the famous submarines. Uh, but yes, uh, I'm looking to buy some Bayern as well. So targeting that group. So now naturally Inter will win it because
1: of that <laughs> uh, all
2: right let's look at some long
1: shots we like uh last year we we talked about uh Villarreal they got painfully close uh and and that's what you're looking at here you're looking at a bet on a team to do that because long shots don't win the Champions League but they can come close last five seasons we've seen Lyon Leipzig Ajax Spurs Villarreal and Roma all you know big prices at varying degrees Atalanta make- as well Atalanta right yeah make make
2: Five minutes from the semis. Deep deep runs,
1: yeah. Well, those were just semifinalists. Adelante didn't get through there. Uh, But these teams come close, but they just never win it. For me, I like Leipzig at 100-1. to Their group is manageable. Real Madrid, Celtic, Shakhtar, minus 450 to just get through. They overperformed offensively last year, but the defense got a lot better uh, after Jesse Marsh left. Uh, under Domenico Tedesco, 16.6 expected goals and 15 goals allowed in their last 17 matches. one 12, 4 and 4 win draw loss to uh, end the season with a robust plus 28 goal differential and a basically plus 20 uh, expected goal differential in those last 20 matches in Bundesliga. So it's a team that I'm um, at triple digits. I think you can make an argument between them and, and Leverkusen as the two value long shots at this section of the board. BJ, you're going somewhere else, but. I'll probably sprinkle both Leipzig and Leverkusen, but Leipzig I think has the better chance uh, to pay off at, at, at triple digit odds.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Napoli at 150 to one. I understand they've lost quite a bit during this transfer window. They lost Kabali to Chelsea. They lose Fabian Ruiz to PSG. Mertens moves on to Galatasaray, and Insigne, you know is obviously over in MLS with Toronto FC. But this is a team that finished top ten in expected goal differential per 90 minutes in Europe. Only allowed 0.84 xG per 90 minutes. So, even then, though they lose Kabali, they still keep the rest of their defense. And, you know, they'll take a little bit of a step back, but they're still going to allow under one expected goal per 90 minutes in Syria. Ah, they also have one of the best strikers in Europe. I mean, Oshman has been awesome for now. For now. Well, yeah. We'll see if we'll see before the transfer window closes. You know, if, if somehow he moves for 100 million to another club, then just, you know, cancel this bet. But, you know, 0. 0.6 at a non penalty uh, XG scoring rate per 90 minutes, that's 95 percentile in Europe. Uh, you also look what they added in the midfield. They bring in Guisa from Fulham, who I'm very high on. Really nice defensive midfielder to make up for what Ruiz uh, brought to them. They also add Endomble from Tottenham, who, should, who should, you know hopefully will have a resurgence for his career. And they are in a difficult group. I mean, Liverpool, Ajax, and Rangers is, is a pretty tough group. It's an underrated tough group, but if they can get through that, and you can get them into the round of sixteen with with this defense and a really really good striker. I mean, they they could potentially make some noise and get if they get a favorable draw, it can happen. So I mean, we saw last year with with Ajax, Ajax, you know this it's not similar to this group, but you know they got into the round of sixteen and they got a good draw and they just didn't capitalize on it. So uh, you know Napoli with this type of defense at 150 to one, you know they've already looked amazing through three matches in Syria. Uh, so I do like Napoli. Uh, at 150 to one as a potential long shot.
1: All right, uh, let's start with Napoli's group. Group A: uh, Liverpool minus 350 odds on to win it. IX uh, plus 650 to uh, to win it. Napoli plus 650. Rangers 14 to one at Bet365 to win Group A. I think it sets up like you said. Uh, interesting. It's, it it looks like a three horse race for that second spot between IX, Napoli, and Rangers. The way I'm playing this one is I'm just kind of gonna fade IX. I think that. They could be in a little bit of trouble here with with all the turnover. That just lost Anthony to, uh, not Bundo, to Bundo, the soccer player Anthony to to Manchester United. Um, so it's uh, that's just the way I'm played I I I'm, I like Napoli. Like you said, the defense is is stellar. Rangers could be a tough one, like a tough nut to crack. Their first trip to the group stages of the Champions Leagues in over a decade. So, you know, Ibrox will be rocking. So this is a, a group that I think you just target a couple teams. I think we all know Liverpool will be inflated. And I think IX might be a little inflated off of uh, their Champions League success over the past couple of seasons. Anthony, what do you have for Group A?
2: This is the most balanced group, top to bottom. I think very clearly, if you look at the, you know, the strength ratings of each of these four teams, I don't love a ton from a betting perspective, to be completely honest. I think... You know the bet that Bj is going to make is an interesting one, but Rangers were a little bit fortunate last year in their Europa League run. I mean, if we you know we can go down the list of the of the expected goals from not just necessarily the group stage but the the knockout round, and they ran really well to get to where they did. And I think that there's a bunch of defensive regression coming for Rangers uh, as they face these better teams. Uh, with that being said, I think you can make a case that Ajax and Napoli are going to be worse than they were last year. And Napoli, of course, is going to very much hinge on Victor Osimen. Uh, the latest rumor is that they might be taking on Ronaldo and selling Ossiemen. Uh, If so, I'd like to sell all the Napoli stock that there is. Uh, but uh, Ajax, too. I mean, they got raided. They lost Haller. They lost Antony. They lose uh, Lissandro Martinez. They kind of go through these cycles, right? And every third year maybe is is when ix has a really good squad of of players and then it feels like this is last year was their moment and they missed their moment uh with that you know brutal loss to benfica so uh, i don't love a ton in this group Uh, i'm going to ultimately be staying away i just i just can't really get around to betting any of those three teams even though i think generally they're they're pretty competitive this this group should be pretty competitive after liverpool wins going away
1: uh bj you you do think that this is a, a fun one to bet.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is going to kind of be a theme throughout most of these Champions League groups is that, you know, they're not, we've talked about this internally, but they're not as interesting as they were last year. Like, we don't have a situation like City and PSG in the same group or potentially an Ajax type situation. So, if you want a team that, you know, is potentially at the bottom of the group that fits the profile, similar to what Anthony's saying, Rangers fits this profile. I mean, do we forget they lost on penalties in the Europa League final to Frankfurt? Um, not even you know, three or four months ago. Uh, you know, throughout the that Europa League run, they took down two German teams, they took down Dortmund, they took down RB Leipzig. Actually, was, you know, it wasn't too drastic. You know, they obviously were negative for both of those, but it wasn't like they just got completely run over by those two teams. And listen, they they, they did lose calvin Bassey to Ajax, funny enough because he's gonna have to play them and Joe Aribo to Southampton but their core players like Tavenier, Kent and Morelos are still in the squad this is still a team now that is experienced in Europe and we're having that you know run in the Europa League so transfer trans it's not like it's uh Makubah hafia who's never played in the Champions League before and has to come in and say oh my gosh what do we do like Rangers has experience now playing against these top you know at least you know big five players league squads and you already mentioned with Ajax I mean yeah they got rated you know the four guys they lost are, are are big big time losses and I think we're still seeing a price a little inflated on them I mean they're they're minus 240 at home against Rangers in the first match I think that's <laughs> I think that's a little high uh given what Ajax has lost I mean but even before uh, the four good. losses from from Ajax you know the the four main players I would have had Ajax at, at minus 140 Now you take those four guys away. I'm at Ajax around plus 105. So when they go play at the Ibrox, I mean, I'm probably going to have Rangers as a slight favorite over them. So, you know, I just mentioned Happily as a long shot. That's more of just a a longer thing. I don't really want to play them at plus 120 in this group. Like that's not a good price, good enough price for me to play. So I'm going to take a shot on Rangers at four to one. I mean, who cares about Liverpool? They'll win this group. Who cares? I think Rangers is definitely live having that Europa League experience last year. And having a squad that truly believes in themselves as an underdog and having, you know, going to the Europa League finals. So uh, I like Rangers at four to one to
1: qualify. Uh, group B is headlined by Atleti. We already talked about how BJ and I like them as an outright. Uh, they are the smallest favorite to win a group. They're minus 110, still odds on. Porto behind them plus 300. Leverkusen also three to one. Uh, and Bruges 12 to one. I think I'm passing here from a, a group betting perspective, but I will say that. It's not a bad one to target a long shot price to to win the group, on Bruges maybe or or Leverkusen or Porto whoever you want because uh, it does seem like the this is the only one where the favorite is is truly vulnerable to not win it. I still think Atleti gets through, but last year I mean it was it was all chalk that won their groups, Uve Lille uh, in in what was that that crazy wide open group United, Bayern, uh, Madrid, Ajax, Liverpool, City. So usually don't really see too many underdogs take down the group they do advance we'll talk about that in a little bit i like leverkusen as a long shot outright but that's about it for for me for this group and uh, so between them and atleti i'll just be investing on them to do to do the damn thing uh anthony anything for you here
2: uh yeah you know it's it's hard for me to decide whether i want to take porto or leverkusen as my team to bet on to, s- to steal the group from atleti i mean atleti and porto were in the same group last year they played six matches Atleti had a minus 0.4 expected goal differential Porto had a minus 0.6 expected goal differential. It came down to the final day. Porto had a, it was a weird game. Not much happened in the first half. Then Porto got a red card and then it went into, into haywire and Atlético ran away with it in the second half. Uh, but overall, uh, you know, I thought Porto were the second best team on, on, uh, on the merits of that entire group. Uh, and I'm not sure that the gap is as big as the market indicates on those two teams. So I would look to play Porto and I also like Leverkusen. I think their style, it's its a very much a matchup of contrasting styles. When you look at how Porto plays and how Atleti plays and how Leverkusen is going to set up. But again, I, I think Leverkusen has made improvements and, and it hasn't shown yet in the Bundesliga. They're one and three and four matches and they're, you know, they they've, they've definitely struggled, uh, but Florian Verts will be back shortly soon, soon at least. Uh, I, I do think that they have a, a decent chance to win this group. You look at some of their uh, underlying numbers from last year in the Europa League, they were uh, pretty good. So I'm buying Leverkusen uh, and I'm tempted to also buy Porto and just play both, but I, I don't love that. So I, I'm going to take uh, Leverkusen as my official pick in this group to win it at plus 350. Uh, BJ, you are also targeting one of those two teams here.
0: Yeah, I like Porto at three to one. I mean, Anthony already mentioned it, you know, last season they were in the same group and their expected goal differential was pretty much the same. And when they met essentially over the two meetings, I mean, Atleti barely beat them on XG. It was 2.8 to 2.6. Now, Porto has lost a couple of guys. You know, they lost Vitina and Fabio Vieira in the midfield. Um, but they did, you know, they still have all of their attacking options. They had last year, Pepe still there. They brought in David Carmo, over from Braga to uh, make up for Chancellor Mbemba, leaving for Marseille. And while I'm with you, Michael, that I like Atletico as potential outright to win the Champions League because of how difficult they are to deal with in knockout stage. Over the last two group stages, they have a minus 0.1 expected goal differential. The year before that, they were with Bayern, Salzburg, and Lokomotive Moscow. Like, that was an easy group. And then last year, they obviously got paired in a pretty difficult group with Liverpool, AC Milan, and Porto. But Porto... You know, they won the Portuguese league last year with a plus 1.62 expected goal differential per 90 minutes, you know, by UEFA coefficients, Portugal is the sixth best league in the world and the gap between them and Germany, if we're comparing them to Leverkusen, it's actually closer than the gap between Germany and the premier league. So you have Leverkusen who we, you know, faded quite a bit last year. They were only at a 059 actually differential per 90 minutes. So you have Porto who's essentially a goal better in a league that I wouldn't, I, in my projections, I wouldn't give them a full goal as as the difference between the German and Portuguese leagues. And I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you know, how many teams from Portugal made the round of 16 last year Two. how many made it from Germany one. So, you know, it's, you can, you can say what you will, but yeah, I, I love Porto at three to one. I think that's is very vulnerable to not win this group um this is an incredible defensive team you know they're they're a bear to deal with only 21 expected goals allowed in 34 matches uh domestically last season so uh, i like porto at three to one
1: all right uh, let's talk quickly about group c because we talked a lot about Bayern and barca at the top of the show Bayern is minus 163 to win the group barcelona plus 175 inter eight to one uh, victoria pleasant out of czech republic they are 100 to one to win the group a oh, cool note about them is uh the, the dugouts at their stadium are shaped like beer cans. Uh, so that'll be a nice aesthetic when uh, we watch them get romped by Bayern, Barca, and Inter. I think Barcelona drew... If, if you're going to bet Barcelona to win the group, you probably should do it now because they, they have uh, Victoria Pleasant first. So they're plus 175. Anthony, you talked about how you're buying Barcelona. Big picture. Just real quick, sum up why you like them to win the group at this price as well.
2: I mean, yeah, I just talked about Bayern, right? And uh, I think the gap is not that big between these two teams. And that's the main reason why I'm not going to buy Bayern at 8-1 to win the Champions League. But if they drift or if they finish second, which is what the ideal scenario for me here is that Barca is going to win this group, that makes my 20-1 to really good. And then I'm going to be able to get a better number on Bayern to win the Champions League as the second-place team. With that being said, uh, I just don't think there's a huge gap between these two teams. You go back and, you know, BJ will tell you, as well, you know, Spain is much better than Germany and Germany, I think is trending in the wrong direction. I mean, I think all of the non-England leagues are kind of getting more mushed together just because of how the money has shifted across. And I think that makes the EPL generally undervalued in Europe, but I'm not sure how undervalued they are. If you look at the Europa league odds as well with Arsenal and United, that being said, uh, Barca have made a ton of improvements. I don't need to go into it again, but I think that these two teams are pretty comparable. And so I'm going to get plus 170. Uh, the thing about this is that Inter is a difficult side. And look, they gave Real Madrid a ton of problems last year. So I think, you know, even though they didn't get a result in either of those games, they were better across six matches than Real Madrid was. The question is another year away from Conte. They do lose Perisic. They bring in Lukaku. I'm not sure what to make of Inter at the moment, actually. And, and I know I, I like them coming into the season. I still think they're the best team in Italy, but this is the worst Serie A. Like ever, at uh, least in recent, <laughs> recent memory, and so I'm I'm kind of skeptical on them competing with Bar- Barca and Bayern at the top of the group, and uh, we'll see. I, with that being said, I, I think I'm going to be on Inter in the first game, so uh, yeah. we we will see. There's
0: a case for Inter, not necessarily maybe to qualify, but maybe to win this group. I mean, if you just purely looking at numbers, and you know, obviously Syria is down, but you know, so is the Bundesliga. You know, they were 1.11 xG differential per 90 minutes, which was fourth in Europe, and they had Lukaku. So you would think that, okay, they're actually maybe going to improve. And even if you look at their group with Real Madrid last year, I mean, they had a better expected goal differential in the group than Real Madrid. They were plus 7.8, Real Madrid was plus 5.9, and they beat Real Madrid on XG combined over the two meetings, 3.2 to 2. So, and then, you know, go to the round of 16, you know, they obviously went down to, to Liverpool in the first leg,
2: but they gave them a huge scare at Anfield. So... Like there is a case for Inter. The first here, game was I, even too. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. There was, was not much in that game. Uh, I'm going to probably be betting Inter a yeah. good amount in this group, uh, but in terms yep. of actually winning it, I will be, I will be betting Barca, which I guess is kind of weird to say, but uh, I, I ultimately do think that this comes down to Bayern and Barca, and even though Bayern has dominated the recent history of the meetings, uh, Barcelona and the, has has improved enough to close the gap, and uh, for that reason, uh, I will be taking some Barca.
0: Right. And so, you know, with, with Inter, they're minus 110 to qualify. There's no way I'm, I'm no way, that number. no yeah. chance I'm betting that number. You know, eight to one gets a little interesting to win the group. But yeah, I agree with you. And I think Inter will be more of a team that will be betting on an individual match basis
1: throughout the group stage. Group D, then Spurs minus 200 to win it at bet 365. Frankfurt off of their wonderful Europa League, Triumph plus 550. Marseille plus 550. Sporting out of Portugal, they're seven to one. They're interesting to me, uh, just from a stylistic standpoint 23 goals against in Portugal last season, which is just absurd off of 22 expected, too. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's
0: just, I love this group so much. Yeah, this is a funny one. I um, love this. I group. mean, who's, as a Spurs I fan? I love this group.
2: It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a I'm long, laying long the chalk group. here. Who
1: wants
0: to talk about Tottenham in this group? Honestly, I'm
2: laying the chalk. It's so I'm much more decide, interesting beyond I'll talk about Tottenham. Spurs. I think this is the best group Spurs could have possibly imagined. I mean, obviously, like, yes, they could have got a Maccabi Haifa or, uh, you know, somebody else at the bottom of the table, you know, Victoria Pleasant instead of Marseille. Sure. But, you know, we've talked about Marseille. Top of league on, by the way, after four matches. We've talked about Marseille enough on this show that people know that we think they're pretty overrated, and I still believe that's very much the case. Frankfurt has actually regressed, you know, the argument with Frankfurt was at the end of last season, they fell off hard in the Bundesliga. Was that because they were focusing on the Europa league or because they're just not any good. Uh, the early returns from the 2022 Bundesliga season suggest that they're just not very good. And uh, that's kind of how I felt about them coming into the year. They get pasted by Bayern, They steal a win against Werder Bremen, but they're, you know, barely hanging on against Cologne. You know, th- there's a lot of red flags with this Frankfurt team and uh, Lisbon is probably the second best team in the group. So I agree with BJ. Uh, on Lisbon and you guys talked about their defense. It is good. I don't think it will be as good because it's very hard to maintain that level of elite defending and, you know, regression is inevitable, but uh, I don't think any of them hold a candle to Spurs. So I'm laying the chalk shopped around. You can find a minus minus one sixty. happy to lay it on Spurs to win this group. Uh, Anthony
1: is a Homer going to lay the juice with Spurs uh, here. I like sporting as a potential long shot to win the group. 7-1. 7-1. It's just funny. I feel like of the teams in this quartet, the team that Spurs will have the most trouble with will be Sporting because neither one of them are going to want the ball. So if you look at it like, okay, let's say they split their games or or Sporting's able to nick a win somehow against them and Spurs lay a dud somewhere. I think there's just a path open for them because like you said, Frankfurt, vulnerable, Marseille, vulnerable. So I look at it almost like a two-horse race uh, between the team that's Minus 200. And then the team that's seven to one in a weird way. So why wouldn't I take the seven to one Uh, BJ? What do you think here?
0: I can't believe they took, they put my two biggest fade teams in the same group. I couldn't believe it. Um, So yeah, I love sporting Lisbon at uh, two to one uh, to qualify. So, I mean, I've talked about Marseille so many times, but even this so far this season, 10 goals off 4.9 expected, three goals allowed off a 5.9 expected. Like they're doing it again. They don't have Saliba, who was their best defender last year. So defensively, they're going to regress. Uh, I mean, since the start of last season, Marseille is at plus 0.5 XG differential per 90 minutes, which isn't bad, but let's talk UEFA coefficients. You know how much I love talking about those. France is at 60.1. Portugal is at 53.4. The gap is not that big between these two leagues. And Sporting Lisbon last season made the round of 16 out of a group of Dortmund, Ajax, and Bichitas. Essentially what they did, they got pasted by Ajax. They beat up on Bichitas. And then against over the two legs against Dortmund, they actually beat them on XG 2.1 to 2. So if we're talking UEFA coefficients and we're talking expected goal differential per 90 minutes, well, Lisbon was at 1.41 in the Portuguese league last season. So, and their defense only allowed 0.65 XG per 90 minutes. So you have a team who's essentially almost a goal better per 90 minutes than Marseille with a gap between the two leagues that really isn't that drastic. I mean, I, I love Sporting Lisbon at 2-1 to one, uh, to qualify from this group. Anthony already mentioned Frankfurt. I mean, yeah, they won the Europa League. Cool. But, I mean, I just don't really see how you can't play Sporting Lisbon uh, to qualify in this group. I mean, this is going to be a really, really fun group to fade both Marseille and Frankfurt throughout the group stage.
1: Uh, so, you know how this one goes. Frankfurt first, Marseille second, yep. at the Group D. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to watch any of the Frankfurt-Marseille
0: matches. I'm just – I'm not. Oh,
1: I can't wait. I might be betting Marseille. It's gonna uh, make
0: it's just gonna make my blood boil.
1: All right, let's move to Group E. Chelsea um, odds on minus three hundred at Bet three six five. Milan plus three thirty three. Salzburg ten to one. Dinamo Zagreb out of Croatia They're fifty to one to win the group. By this one, I think everyone will agree looks like a two horse race. But that, the Salzburg team, man, they are they're a good Champions League side because they kind of just romp through the Austrian Bundesliga and are able to to focus on the Champions League and, and not not worry too much uh, about what's going on in, in their domestic league. This is their fourth appearance in a row. They drew with Bayern 1-1 in that first leg in the round of 16 last year, <laughs> and then they got rolled. Um, I do think that they could be a potential dark horse to get out of the group, uh, but the price is, is not good enough probably because they just got out of the group last year. So this is a uh, a pass for me. It will be fun to watch teams go to Dinamo Zagreb again. Those Those crowds are always a lot of fun. Anthony,
2: what do you have here for Group B? I've got absolutely nothing. Uh, I was hoping to fade Chelsea potentially in the Champions League, but the group they got was not one where I'm really looking to do that. I think I'll be betting Salzburg against Chelsea uh, over six matches. I don't really see Salzburg getting out of this. The one interesting nugget was that Milan was so bad in Champions League last year, and it was kind of bizarre because they improved over the course of the season in Syria. So part of me wonders was, did we just catch Milan at a bad time? I mean, they played six games in September, October, November, they were really bad in those six games, but you know, had the champions league group stage been taking place in January, February, and March, would Milan have been better? And Milan has made some upgrades, but I just really don't love anybody in this group. I could see a case for Milan to win it. If Milan, you know, they were really bad in the champions league, maybe they will be unusually good in the champions league this year as a you know, relative to their actual, baseline Serie A and, you know, it all goes into the same average and what we think of it Milan as a team, but overall, I still think Chelsea's the best team. I could see the case for Milan, but I'm passing. I don't really love the way this group sets up in terms of, I think there's a pretty solid hierarchy one to four. If you, if you really want to get crazy and take some Salzburg to advance and you think Milan's taking advantage of an overrated Serie A and you want to fade them in Europe, I could definitely see that argument. I mean, go look at Juventus, AC Milan, Uh, Everybody, Atalanta struggled in Europe last year. Everybody struggled in Europe and Italy except Inter last year. So, you know, maybe they're just markets not caught up to Serie A struggles. But overall, this is a pass for me. Uh, BJ, you do have a bet here.
0: Yeah, I am going to take AC Milan at uh, plus 350 to win the group. So this is more of a, should Chelsea be minus 300? in this group that's that's quite high. I know the gap between the the Premier League and Serie A is is pretty drastic, but I mean if we're looking at, you know, actually differentials per 90, AC Milan was 7th in Europe at 0.75. Well, they, Chelsea was just barely above them at 0.82. So, uh, you know, if you're you could make the case that the leagues are, are are pretty drastic and you know, make the case that AC Milan struggled in a difficult group in the Champions League last season. But, I mean, we've picked apart Chelsea all, a lot on this podcast. I mean, they have an aging midfield. We don't know if they have a consistent goal-scoring threat up top. Uh, and basically, I mean, with Chelsea, the way I view them is just, like, they have really good wing backs. like, and that's you know, everywhere else I'm not like I'm kind of just like eh center backs and center backs, yeah. I mean they're they're kind of aging if you think about it. I mean, Kubali and and Diago Silva are kind of aging. Yeah, well, Fafana so,
2: now, like that's a very Fafana, yeah. Fafana makes it a, a little bit
0: better. Um, yeah, it's I mean, yeah, again, it's just there's there's some question marks around Chelsea in in, in this group, and I just don't think they should be minus 300. You know, if you look at the other teams, you know, we already mentioned it's Salzburg. You know, it's it's funny. It's just every year they lose two or three of their best players. They lose Aronson, they lose Ademi, and they just continue to retool with with young talents. They have a guy be on the lookout, Benjamin Cesco, nineteen-year-old striker who's going to be going to RB Leipzig next year. He's an electric, electric striker. So youngest team again, I believe. Youngest team again in in the Champions League. Uh, Zagreb. I, I, I mean, I have to mention it that they knocked Tottenham out of the Europa League two years ago. Manager losing uh, out of a group with they got out of a group with West Ham, uh, Gink and Rapid Vienna last year. So they, they're not a pushover. Like they're it's it's not they're not a Victoria Pleasant or a Maccabi Hafia. So, um, yeah, I'm taking AC Milan at plus three fifty just purely based on the fact that I think Chelsea is way overvalued at, at minus three hundred to win this group.
2: And the argument, you know, that kind of brings up your point. I mean, I think we all agree Milan is better than Juventus at the moment. Uh, last year, Chelsea was like minus 200 to win this group. Uh, and it was Chelsea, Juve, and two duds, Malmo and uh, the other Zenit. team, Zenit. So, you know, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, Styles works better than Zenit. Yep. Uh, Mal- Malmo, despite our efforts to bet them, were, were maybe the worst team in the tournament last year. And I don't think Zagreb is that. Uh, and now you have a Chelsea team against Milan, who's probably better than Juve, uh, especially – I mean, the market perception on Juve was much better last year. We all didn't really buy that. But the market likes them even more against a better Milan team. I mean, the market loved Juve last year. That's why why it was where it was. They didn't even win the group. They choked it away on the final day. But I I do think that is interesting that now you're getting a ton more market respect for Chelsea, despite them being, I think, clearly a step back.
1: All right, uh, Group F, Real Madrid, Carlo Ancelotti, and the defending champions, best manager in the world. Gotta love them. Uh, minus 500 Real Madrid are at bet 365 to top group F, Leipzig 5 to one, Celtic 14 to one, Shakhtar 50 to one, Real Madrid and Shakhtar. they just can't get away from each other in the Champions League. Uh, I already made a case for Leipzig at the top of the show as a long shot bet, 100 to one to win the whole thing. Real Madrid is probably a little too high here, but none of these prices really interest me. you two though are both buying another Scottish team. We got two Scottish teams in the in the group stage here. Bj, make the case for Celtic.
0: Yeah, I do like Celtic at you know they're at plus three thirty three at bet three six five. Uh, I mean Real Madrid's heavy favorites to win this group. I have no interest in playing them. I'll, I'll probably be looking to honestly, I'll probably be looking to fade them in the first match against Celtic. Um, Celtic back in the Champions League for the first time since twenty seventeen. I mean you, everybody take this with a grain of salt because it is the Scottish Premier League, but Celtic. XG per 94, only 0.95 XG allowed. That's incredible dominance. Now they're playing a bunch of nobodies. But the biggest thing with Celtic and a lot of these teams who are coming into the Champions League after having great seasons in leagues outside of the, the big five is can they keep a hold of essentially all of the pieces that they have? And that's exactly what Celtic did. They weren't like Rangers and lost Calvin Bassey. They weren't like Ajax and lost four of their best players. They have the entire core back together. And really, this is more of a bet against RB Leipzig, who, you know, did overperform quite a bit in the Bundesliga last year. They have a lot of question marks defensively. You know, they even early on the season, you know, the XG doesn't show, you know, the XG, they do have a plus 3.8 through four matches, but they have kind of struggled getting results. Uh, And just in terms of price, uh, this is just a really good price on a very good Celtic team that can give both Real Madrid and RB Leipzig a lot of problems. So I like Celtic at at plus 330. You know, Celtic Park in Glasgow is one of the most uh, electric atmospheres across Europe. You're going to see that in the first match against Real Madrid. It's a really, really difficult place to play. They're a very good possession dominant type of team. We'll see if that translates to the Champions League where they're not going to have much of the ball. But you know, we got, we got an American, uh, Carter Vickers, there at Celtic. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really fun team
1: that is very capable of giving both RB Leipzig and Real Madrid some problems. One thing I think to keep in, in mind with Celtic is uh, Ange Postagalu, their Greek manager, who also managed Australia in, in Australia and the national team, is high on a lot of teams' lists. So I think if if we do see... A a big club in, let's just say, Aston Villa, for example. They walk away from Steven Gerrard because he's not good, despite Anthony fawning over him at every corner. I do think that he, there's a chance he doesn't finish the season with Celtic in in a good way. Anthony, you're also going with BJ
2: here, huh? Yeah, I am going with Celtic. I mean, let's look at 538's ratings. Uh, They have Celtic at 42% to advance. So, you know, we're getting plus 350 on them here. And I think the biggest tripwire for Celtic is going to be the Shakhtar games because I think Leipzig should match up better with them than, Shaq, than Celtic does. I think Leipzig, uh, you know, I don't know what to make of Shakhtar. I think, you know, everything that's been going on and it's very difficult to, to kind of figure out what we think of them. They lost a lot of players too. Uh, Real Madrid have kind of dominated them in the, in the, at least in the results, not necessarily in the performances. Uh, but I I do think uh, they're a tricky underdog team for a fourth place in this group because we don't know what we're going to get from them I and mean, we they haven't you know the Ukrainian season didn't finish last year and then uh, there's so much upheaval and, and uncertainty but I am buying Celtic and and anytime I see like Bj mentioned and this was the first thing that I wrote down with them everybody is back they did not lose many players and I think that's a huge difference compared to Leipzig who didn't lose a ton of players but also didn't spend any money and I thought they were going to, and they just kind of haven't. So I think that's a really interesting, uh, they're, they're kind of doing the run it back and they were, they were fine. They were good, but their style is very built toward the Bundesliga and uh, they struggled to, uh, to cope in Europe last year. So I'm going to take Celtic uh, as a, as a long shot.
0: Yeah. One note about Shakhtar, real quick, and this is important. They will not have a home field advantage. They're going to be playing their matches in Warsaw, Poland. Obviously right. they can't play them in Ukraine right now. So uh, yeah, it's like to, to Anthony's point, you know, they lost a lot of players and yeah, it's just, it's very difficult to, to get behind them. You know, it's a team that I think, you know, a lot of us have gotten behind on an individual basis uh, throughout the champions league in years past, but yeah, this year it's just, it's, it's it's too difficult with the amount of players they lost. They're not going to have home field advantage. Like it's, yeah, it's, it sucks, but it's just the reality of where we're at right now with Shakhtar.
2: And they they're another team that's kind of gone through a cycle, right? And and it was not that long ago that they were very competitive with Inter and Real Madrid. Right but now, we saw last year the gap got bigger. They they struggled with Sheriff, uh, and uh, and now they're you know kind of another step removed, and and you know a lot of their players left. So it's a very tough situation. But uh, I think they're they're pretty well dead here at the bottom. On to Group G.
1: Man City favorites to win the tournament, like I said, plus two fifty at Bet three six five. They're minus four fifty to win this group. That also features Borussia Dortmund, plus five fifty. So we'll get an Erling Holland derby a couple times here. Sevilla nine to one, FC Copenhagen forty to one to win this group. Pretty uninteresting to me. I think the Holland stuff will be fun to watch. I think we'll be betting. Bj has been selling Sevilla this season a lot, mm-hmm. but from a just a general outlook, I don't I don't see much here. Uh, I think fading city and Sevilla at points will will likely be the most common outcome for me. Uh, BJ, what do you have?
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, I I hate this group so much uh, because, you know, it's like you said, it's so boring. I mean, we have Dortmund who was just a crazy over over last year. They've haven't, I mean, they've lost, you know, they lost Holland. They've added a lot of pieces. So yeah, they're probably going to finish second in this group, but I have no interest at minus 200 to play them to advance or even to win this group because they're not even close to the level of city. Uh, definitely not laying city at minus 450. I mean, if you want to throw them in a parlay with uh, maybe somebody else like, like a Tottenham to win the group, if you can do that, I mean, that might be a, a Actually, decent parlay. I don't
1: think that's a bad idea just because of the point I made at the top. Right. Like if you can just group every, all the chalk and then maybe throw right. one in there as, as to like give it some juice or like in, to advance. Like it's, it's honestly not a terrible idea, uh, but go on.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Sevilla, like I said, they lost both their center backs. You know, they added some attacking pieces, uh, you know, Isco is, you know, he's getting up there in age, but um, Copenhagen, I mean, we got to mention our, our friends at Better Collective based out of Copenhagen. I'm sure they'll be big on this, but I mean, they're uh, 538 has them as the the third worst team in, in the Champions League. Um, you know, if you look at their, you know, true talent level with, you know, I like to look at TransferMarket.com as, you know, basically what their total squad value is. That's the way I measure talents. I mean, they're, they're fourth worst in, in the Champions League. So they might be a fun team to play, you know, against Sevilla and potentially against Dortmund. If they we can get a, you know, a plus two, maybe plus two and a half against them. But
1: other than that, yeah, this group is so, so boring. Uh, this one actually, I think, is interesting. PSG minus 250 to top group H at Bet365. Juve plus 250. Benfica 11-1. Maccabee Haifa out of Israel, uh, 150 to one, 25 to one to advance on the team out of Israel. I think is interesting. Uh, I'll tell you why it's, it's, we know Juve is, is not that good uh, compared to the other teams that they're, they're normally kind of associated with that, that next tier behind city, Bayern, Liverpool, et cetera. And Benfica, of course, you know, the, they're coming out of Portugal. They're, they're going to be a mid pack team in, in this competition, and usually there is a surprise team that gets through to the knockout stages. There's always one, uh, and we almost saw it with FC Sheriff out of Moldova last year. So before everyone says, "Oh, you're crazy for betting a team coming out of like the Israeli league," all they need to do is beat an overrated UVA side, a Benfica team that's not great, and you're getting twenty five to one on just to finish second here. If they can, they can nick a couple wins. Uh, they're live. Maybe Maybe Israel is a tough place to, to travel to and play in soccer. I don't know. But that's my only long shot here. Anthony, any thoughts on Group H?
2: Who's the second best team in the group? It's Benfica.
1: Right. So the door, that's what I'm saying. The door is kind of open like here. Wait. For...
0: Is Benfica the second best team in the group, or are they the
2: best team in this group? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I think we need to pump the brakes on the PSG hate. Do show. we? A little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, I do think they're better. But, but you guys but, both
1: like Benfica. But ben- like, F- Benfica is not
2: better than PSG. They may be better than no, Juventus. But, but, you, but uh, like that's what so I'm saying. I'm, like you,
1: like the, you like Benfica. You both are buying them, which means that the kind of second place battle here could just get interesting if, if you think Benfica is better than Juve. So that's kind of my my thought process here, taking one long shot to come out of a group. It, it will be Maccabee Haifa. Anyways, Anthony.
2: I mean, this comes down to, okay, we think Serie A is really bad. And it's, it's Juventus finished with a, you know, Good, not great metric in in, in Serie A. They ran pretty well to get to the knockout stage uh, or to rather to win the group. Uh, And then they were eliminated by Real, where they got dominated in the second leg. Juventus have looked pretty mediocre to start the season. Benfica, of course, the biggest thing is that Darwin is gone. But last season, much better in Portugal than Juventus was in Italy. They performed well in their Champions League group, got to the quarterfinals and caused problems for Liverpool in transition and, and caused problems for Ajax in the first leg in transition like i think like do i think benfica is making a deep run in the champions league no but plus 350 i think they're just as good as juventus uh, so i love benfica that's that's an easy one for me to play
0: i mean they literally got out of a group with bayern and barca last year is this group play really even
2: with did and cause problems for Bayern? They did. So, too. I
0: mean, here's my biggest point on Benefica. So, purely like D'Anthony's point about Juventus's metrics, they were plus 0.35 XG differential per 90 minutes in Serie A. That was actually seventh in Serie A. That was horrible. You look at Benefica, you know, they're they're around the same as, you know, sporting and Porto. They're on 1.4, you know, XG differential per 90 minutes, uh, you know, the Portuguese league. So, the gap, and we've already mentioned the gap between them or the Portugal and Italy really isn't as drastic as, you know, Italy to the Premier League. So we have Benefica at plus 350, which I think is just a crazy price. Yes, they do lose Darwin Nunez. But they have a David Neres from Ajax, who's a really fun winger, who's going to improve their attack. The biggest thing with Juventus, if you look through, even just if we remove Serie A last year, and we just look at the Champions League, if you remove the two matches they played against Malmo, they had a minus 1.5 expected goal differential. If you remove the two matches that Benfica played against Bayern Munich, where they just got absolutely pasted, they actually had a plus 0.8. Uh, I'm mean, sorry, if you remove the matches against both Liverpool and Bayern Munich, they have a plus 0.8 expected goal differential, essentially two matches against Ajax, two matches against Barcelona, and then two matches against Dinamo Kiev. Like that's impressive. Like that's really, really good. And, it, you know, Anthony already mentioned 538. Well, 538 has. Benfica at sixty five percent to advance, like that's almost like close to minus two hundred to advance. So, it's pretty crazy that they're sitting at this big of a price to, to advance. I mean, Juventus is just getting crazy overvalued here. They didn't really do anything in the transfer window to like drastically improve them. We have talked a lot about you know Dusan Vlahovic and how overrated he is. Uh, Paul Pogba has been injured. Uh, it's it's just a, a really lame duck feel, and PSG. They could continue to win seven-nothing in league on you know week after week, and it will not change my mind on them. I am so looking forward to taking Benfica against oh, PSG too. in the Champions League. I won't be betting Juventus. There's no chance I'm doing that. But you know, minus 250 is, is probably a fair price for, for PSG to win this group. I mean, they obviously have way more talent than these two teams, but I mean, they were what, a plus 0.5 expected goal differential overall in the Champions League last year. They were in the group of death, but they were not impressive in it. So once we get to the round of 16, it's going to be really fun to fade PSG. But I mean, Benfica is going to be the only match where I'm actually going to fade PSG. Maybe if I get like a plus three and a half on, you know, Makabahafia against them, I might do that. But Michael, to your point, Makabahafia and Victoria Pleasant are like an arms race for the, the who's the worst team in the Champions League. Just comparison purposes. Uh, total squad value for Maccabi is seventeen point six million, Benfica two hundred forty two million, Juventus five hundred four million, PSG almost a billion. So the gap <laughs> between these teams is it's is great, quite great. drastic. But you know who knows. Uh, but yeah, Benfica plus three fifty is a crazy price uh, to get out of this group.
1: All right, uh, that wraps up our group previews. We talked about outrights. We talked about long shots. Uh, so let's just wrap up real quick with our favorite bets on the board. Anthony, you want to go first.
2: We just talked about it. It's Benfica plus 350 to advance out of this group. I still think they're undervalued despite losing Darwin to Liverpool. Uh, they have good Champions League pedigree. They had good underlying numbers last year. They were a thorn in the side of Bayern and Barca. Uh, they got results in both matches against Bayern, or Barca rather, and uh, caused some issues and fell apart late against Bayern. Again, beating Ajax. They, they have shown a good, solid underdog profile with a good defense defense. Uh, And Juventus continues to be extremely overrated in the markets. Uh, 538 rates. Juventus is a worse team. I think they may be worse. Uh, And I'm going to take the plus 350 on them, knowing that the the fourth group in the team is kind of a throwaway here. Uh, And I think Benfica might match up better with PSG than Juventus does. So I love Benfica plus 350 to advance. Uh, An annual tradition for me. My favorite bet, Atletico
1: Madrid 28 to 1 to win the Champions League. Very manageable group with Bruges, Porto, and Leverkusen. They're minus three fifty-two. Advance out of that quartet. Last three seasons, one of the best defensive teams in this generation of European football, with uh, Diego Simeone at the helm. And we know, we just know how much of a bear this team is when we get to the knockout stages. Man City barely squeaked by them last year, uh, one nil on aggregate across two legs. So. When push comes to shove, you just want to back this team when we start to see these knockout stage matches. Atletti, once again, 28 to 1. BJ, anything for you?
0: Yes. Sporting Lisbon to qualify, plus 200 out of Group D. Uh, Tottenham is probably going to run away with this group, but they put two of my biggest fade teams in the same group Frankfurt and Marseille. Marseille, since the start of last season, only has a plus 0.5 XG differential per 90 minutes. Well, if you look at UEFA coefficients, France is fifth among Europe, and the gap between them and Portugal is not that big. So if we look at Sporting Lisbon's expected goal differential, they're at 1.41 last year and actually got out of a group with Ajax and Dortmund, made the round of 16, and obviously got pasted by Manchester City. So I don't believe that they are being should be the prices as the worst team in this group. I think they're very clear in a way. The second best team in this group, because the other team, Frankfurt, Yes, they won the Europa League, but I mean, they were a minus seven goal, expected goal differential team in the Bundesliga. They just lost their best attacking midfielder, Philippe Kostic, early on in the Bundesliga. They've looked horrible. So at plus 200, I, I love sporting Lisbon to, to get out
1: of Group D. And that wraps up our Champions League betting preview for the upcoming year. It starts Tuesday. Boy, a lot of soccer coming our way. Uh, This, once again, has been Wonder Gold, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our lovely sponsors, Bet365, for BJ Cunningham, for Anthony DeBundo, I'm Michael Leiboff. We will see you Thursday morning.